Oh, great initiative by the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Empowering the Jamaican people to become financially literate. Hey, keep up the good work. Informative and valuable content that is so easy to follow along. I've learned so much from the Jamaica Stock Exchange and new podcast. You're tuned in to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and New Podcast, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange, hosted by Henneke Watkins-Porter, demystifying the capital market. Your path to understanding wealth starts now. Welcome back to the Jamaica Stock Exchange and You Podcast. I am your host, Henneke Watkins-Porter. Countries, companies, and constituents all aspire to achieve development. Oftentimes, this comes at the expense of putting our future generations at risk. The question is, does development really occur if what we do don't leave the world better than we actually found it? Is it worth it if our actions leave our planet in distress does the end justify the means? Over the years, markets and socialism have been looked at as mutually exclusive concepts. In recent times, we have seen somewhat of a middle ground taking its place in the traditional market dichotomy. The result is a sweet spot that takes into account social business, impact investing, and now even social stock exchanges. Why is it necessary for the private sector to support the social sector? We will find out in this episode where I have invited the Honorable Thalia Lynn, the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange Brand Ambassador, as well as Chairperson for the NCB Foundation, to talk about the value of private sector support for the social sector. Welcome, Thalia. Thank you. Happy to be here with you. Absolutely. And it's it's so really nice of you to come and spend some time with me today because I know that you are very busy. <laughs> so I am grateful. All right. So you are an ambassador for the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange. What does that really mean in summary? Well, you know, I'm passionate about the four pillars that the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange has developed as value propositions, which would be, you know, assisting Jamaica to achieve balance, economic and social development, so that we can become a model nation in which the economy and people's potential develop in unison. And this is ideal for business to experience higher productivity. And I can tell you why in a minute, but I just need to get through these four pillars. We also helping to provide opportunities for Jamaica Stock Exchange listed companies, such as NCB, National Commercial Bank. I'm on the board of directors. How we can maximize the value of our corporate social responsibility. And there again, I have been doing that quite well. And and then we provide individuals also with the opportunity to increase the impact of their contributions to social development by giving JSSE has a give a little initiative. And this is geared towards employees of businesses, just donating a small amount of salary on a regular basis to help fund projects that are selected from the JSSE platform. And then I know I've done a good job with this to facilitate international development institutions like the IADB in adding value to the social dimension of Jamaica's development. And IADB is really good at this. So that would really kind of 
encompass my role. I don't know if I've explained it properly, but question me further. <laughs> yes, you have. Yes, you have, Zelia. And thank you for that because we want to break down to the acronym. So IADB, not all of us would know exactly what you're talking about. So you can go ahead and expound. Third American, American Development, Development Bank. Bank. Yes. And, you know, the, the, that's Therese Turner-Jones and Terri-Ann Segree, who have been very instrumental because NCD Foundation is working on a project with them as well, along the similar lines as, you know, it all ties in. And that's one of the, the things I wanted to touch on a little bit. Okay, great. So before we go there, what mm -hmm. I want you to do is perhaps tell you, because you've done many projects and spearheaded many of these projects, what I want you to do is just pick one of those and kind of shed some light on it for us. Okay. Well, first of all, you know, if you don't mind, I'd love to quote what Lawrence Fink, mm -hmm. one of the most influential investors in the world, I think everybody knows BlackRock because it manages $6 trillion in investment. And what he was saying or what he says and stands by it is that society is demanding that companies, both public and private, serve a social purpose and show how it makes a positive contribution to society. Now, I mean, he has said that if private sector needs to respond to broader societal challenges and not continue to keep the focus on only turning profits for shareholders. Our shareholders are our Jamaican people and they are our social purpose, without whom we will not be able to build a better Jamaica. I can then start zeroing in on projects that, you know, maybe we have been looking at, that we have been working on. I think some of your listeners may know that I do chair the NCB Foundation. I am founder and CEO of Island Grill. I serve on the board of Mustard Seed Communities, Goldeneye, Rockabessa Foundation. You know, so I have been exposed to the needs of social enterprises and vulnerable persons. So you wanted me to pick a project? So I wanted you to pick a project because I want to also ask you, why are you so involved in all of these things? Why is it important? Why is corporate social responsibility important? But before you do that, I'd love for you to just share one of those projects with us so that we can get a sense of what it is that you're really spearheading. When I first met with Marlene and Nora, Marlene Street Forest, Street Forest and Nora Blake, Yes, and never Ying. They were explaining what the social stock exchange was all about. And they had different companies that they had earmarked that they wanted to get to a stage where they could be listed on the social stock exchange. One of those companies was Defcan Coffee. And they needed, oh, I think it was $7 billion. And at the time, of course, Island Grill couldn't support that. I think they were thinking of me as Island Grill, but because I shared NCB Foundation and also I'm on the board, NCB Foundation and NCB Cap Markets got together and came up with that $7 million. And when I track what DEFCAN is doing and how they managed to pivot during COVID, where you're now moving away from face-to-face -face interaction and all the things they wanted to do, add to their pastry line and open more DEFCAN coffee stores, just couldn't be done. So they spent the time on planting out like their coffee and actually doing what they could do. And when I look at the results, it shows, now DEFCAN, it's all, as you can imagine, deaf people who are 
challenged, but have managed to overcome that challenge to open coffee shops, to provide employment, to give people a purpose in life. Now, you know, what more could you do? You know, Henneke, I think you're getting my feeling of passion because sometimes I know I'm listening to you and I'm like, whoa, you are really passionate. (laughs) I I lose words because I can't articulate because I'm just overcome sometimes. (laughs) Yes, I know. And because of what you you're doing and you're seeing the impact of it right and so really what I want to get to is why is this important why not just you do it but why collectively as a society we need to be supporting the social sector why is that important I think Lawrence Fink said it himself he says that if you concentrate on that that is how you make a positive contribution to society because everybody is important and that's something as well that IADB focuses on taking the most vulnerable people and trying to help them with a livelihood and that is how we're working on another project with IADB because NCB Foundation has well there are a number of things like we just the, the second phase of that Amber Heart Academy was launched up at heart, NCB Foundation gave $18 million towards that, where the second cohort of 50 young people are being trained in coding. So it's Amber, Heart, NCB Foundation, Hope, Martin Rickman, all involved. And, you know, my housekeeper's son, Javon Josephs, he's in that program. Though I have to tell you, he would have been stuck just working with an, a BPO because he graduated from high school. You know, he wasn't qualified enough to do anything else. I mean, for him to be in a program like this, you know, right away he was chosen to represent the second cohort at that launch. He's so proud of himself. Those opportunities, that's what NCB Foundation is about. You know, I will try to encourage some of my employees to also apply. But one of the things is they can't give up the income, Mm -hmm. right? to go to school. A lot of my employees are single mothers. You know, so how do we reach the stage? We're getting private sector so focused on wanting to help because these, you see, these these people who are going to be coming out of that Amber Heart Academy, banks will scoop them up. They'll, they'll be able to find employment. But how do we get to that stage? How do we get more private sector companies realizing that, what they support today is going to be, you know, it's going it's to be so rewarding. Yes, yeah, it's going to be rewarding. And I can tell again, the passion that you're exuding right now, it says a lot. But my question, therefore, is, you mean, you could have been very comfortable with Island Grill. You know, it's a profitable company. You're feeding us with your wonderful, nutritious meals and all of those things. Why weren't you just quite comfortable just doing that? Forget about, you know, being part of any foundation and stuff. Why is that so important to you? Why is it driving you? You know, my employees, my teams, I mean, as I said, a lot of them are single mothers, right? Mm -hmm. And they have such a hard time. COVID really made it worse for so many of them. We're a people first organization. Mm -hmm. So my succession plan is my daughter-in-law, Denise, and my, she's a CEO and my son, Michael, he's a CIO, innovation. But they keep emphasizing it has to be people first. Now, if you're running a business, 
is any at all, and you have any concern for your people, then you'll realize how much more you have to do for people like them in society. What is of paramount importance to me right now is keeping my people safe. Safety first, extra mass. Yeah. I'm not opening the dining rooms until there's some kind of herd immunity. I have to keep my staff safe, customers safe, right? They're not getting their 40 hours because of curfew just being changed again. So I have to make sure that... The- they, they can still feed their families. We're doing little things like we're adding a snack besides a hot meal that they get daily. They can't manage, you know. But, but to show how this works, Henneke, my overseas supplier of packaging, like when we told them about mustard seed, and this is how, this is a good thing about them seeing that I support mustard seed. Like at Christmas time, when we used to distribute the toys um, on Christmas day, they all went all out. I mean, some of them, it wasn't just putting the boxes in the stores for them to collect stuffed toys from customers. They put their money together and bought stuffed toys. You know, that sort of thing. Our overseas supplier, he gives mustard seed a percentage of whatever order we place with them. And that U.S. money has kept mustard seed going because there again, we have over 400 children with challenges. Oh, wow. You know, Celia, when you said that, if you look at me, it's all goose pimples as you said that because I can really feel the impact and feel that it's something that you're saying, okay, you should be doing what you're not doing. You're actually living by example. And I think that is an excellent way to lead. I'm going to ask you, my final question to you is how do you connect all of that to economic development? Because ultimately, you know, this program is all about investing and financial planning and all of that. How do you connect, you know, corporate social responsibility, what it is that you're doing, your initiatives to our economic development? You know, if you take care of your people, then you'll see the economic development. If you take care of the social needs in this country, that will lead to your economic development. Us keeping our staff safe, right, and making sure they have a livelihood, then I won't have the higher staff turnover that would be experiencing. Companies can start by doing that or helping if they don't, you know, if their staff are not like mine, because I do have more challenges in my industry, but they could get them involved because staff turnover is a big thing. But if you treat your staff right, they will stay with you. Loyalty, commitment, and really and truly, if you ask every company what turnover costs them, they will tell you. Now, that's development. When COVID first hit as well, I collaborated with NTV Foundation, and we decided that we had to help the frontline staff. If we weren't helping to feed some of those nurses and doctors and police and soldiers, what would happen? There would be such a breakdown because if they were just so tired and worn out and burnt out, how could they provide the health services that are important to our economy? If you just see how everything, if you stop and think about it for a minute, everything ties in to yes, our social media. Companies realize it. Every one of them probably have a foundation. What I'm thinking is if we could all just get together more and focus on instead of like diluting, spreading resources too thinly. Um, And you said enough to give us more insight into what you have been doing and and the spearheading. Because I know it's not just you doing it. You know, you have a team um, working with and it's everybody coming together. But you are spearheading it. 
and no, I, I I can't take credit for it. Believe me. Awesome, awesome sauce. <laughs> but no, it, it it's good to you. You feel so good if you don't want to do it for anything else. You, I tell you, the feeling you get when you do these things, you feel so positive about yourself. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I always say that giving is is really a selfish thing. You know, because the, the personal gratification that you get from it actually. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you feel better than the person that you've helped. I can attest to that. <laughs> I quote my chairman, Michael Lee Chin. You know, he says, look, we have to do well so we can do good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and he is such a prime example of that. He's a real nation builder. And he Absolutely. realizes that if you take care of the social part of it, the social then ills, then yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. Um, Thayla, it's been great talking with you. Let me ask you your final thoughts. Anything you wanted to have shared that I didn't ask you? I think we've covered about everything. I, I really want to give kudos to my staff because they've done very well. They are a good example of corporate social responsibility. You know, the, the way they take their customers seriously. And this is why if we don't take care of them, they can't take care of our customers. We realize that as well. All right. Awesome. So at this point in time, all I can do now is say thank you so much to the Honorable Thalia Lynn, who is a brand ambassador with the Jamaica Social Stock Exchange. But not only that, of course, founder of the Island Grill chain of restaurants that we so love and chairperson of the NCB Foundation. Thank you so much for coming and spending time with us today. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Jamaica Stock Exchange and you, a podcast of the Jamaica Stock Exchange with your host, me, Henneke Watkins-Porter. So did today's episode shed any new light for you? Was it insightful? Please send us your feedback at podcast at jamstockx.com or on social media at jamstockx. The Jamaica Stock Exchange and You is produced by me of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. You can find it at hennikawatkisporter.com to hear leadership and entrepreneurship lessons from guests like Marlene Street Forest, Les Brown, Richard Branson, Seth Godin, and a host of others. But of course, that's all for now. See you next week. Remember, as Warren Buffett says, rule number one, don't lose money. Rule number two, don't forget rule number one. Take care.